The distance between you and and somebody in Namibia is extremely small now. Like, uh, uh, especially for uh, sending value, which is something that means something. Hey, everybody! This is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Okay, so we have on today, um, after we are recording now, uh, this is Mr. Andrew Begin, am I correct? Andrew Begin? Correct, yep. Yes, Um, what's up? What's up? How's it going, Andrew? It's going awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I was just listening to the uh, Eric Kaysen pod you did, which was awesome. Was was uh, enjoying nice. that. Yeah, so that was really fun. That was like our first, uh, our first like cool maxi with a ton of followers. It was exciting. That was a one of the earlier ones last summer. Yeah, I've been um, on a, I've been on a, a like a Eric and and Hoddle kick. Uh, perfect. Been doing some great pods recently. Uh, Andrew, you so Andrew is the director of marketing. Is that correct? At uh, Galois Money, um, Galois is the company behind the Bitcoin Beach Wallet, which has rebranded to the Blink Wallet, uh, which uh, was the first. That was the first Lightning Wallet. Is that correct? In El Salvador, at Bitcoin Beach, right? They were there was a bit of a journey um, uh, from like using on chain Bitcoin to Wallet of Satoshi, but. Um, it was built in El Sal in El Zante for the purposes of community building. So yeah, it was like um, it was pre Bitcoin law, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm excited right. to get into it in the episode. All right, it strikes awesome. Uh, uh, strike app. Everybody saw Jack announce, uh, or he kind of uh, announced Bukele when he made the big Bitcoin law announcement, legal tender announcement in 2021 at the Bitcoin conference, uh, but. Spite of the hype, and it's great, and they're doing great things. Uh, you you guys were the first. I just want to get that on the record, like that you guys were the first ones there. You're the first ones at Alzante. Yeah, as, as Mike Peterson says, you know, same team. It, it was thank you sure. for that. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's been a, it's been an awesome journey with like all the companies down there, for sure. Wait, were can you were there competing wallets to become Bitcoin Beach Wallet? Is it? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Um, so you the, guys went down to El Zante and set up a wallet. Yep. Yeah, Nicholas. Uh, uh, Nicholas went down there, uh, lived down there for a while. I know Miles was down there for a while from Cash App. Yes. Um, and really, uh, what what they set up with Bitcoin Beach and Hope House uh, just made it a perfect place for Bitcoiners to convene and work on stuff. So yeah, there were many people learning, like getting insights. Right. Hey, these people are trying to. Uh, spend create a circular economy merchants accept bitcoin people spend bitcoin and so nicholas was one of the people who went down um and was like hey i'm working on bitcoin banking infrastructure building a wallet um this is a perfect place to build a wallet and to you know learn on the ground and so that was the like 2020 into 2021 when the wallet launched in uh, el zante i have a i have a question follow-up right there what what do you think the value of a location-specific wallet is? Um, in in Bitcoin Beach and in Bitcoin Jungle, I, I, there's a couple things. Um, the the as I mentioned, the wallet was built kind of for the purpose of community building and and circular uh, economies, and so some of the features like there's a merchant map 
Um, and it created like, hey, here are the places that you can spend Bitcoin, right? You don't have to go around asking. There's not really the signage at the time. Wow, that's um, great. And um, I don't have this wallet. I need to get it. Yes. There's there's user there's username. There were there are and were usernames. Um, and so if you're paying your neighbor, right, multiple times, you can just pop open your contacts and pay them very simply. Um, lightning address, of course. Um, and uh, Ellen URL pay code, right? And so you can hang, you know, you don't need Wi-Fi when you have a snow, co a snow cone cart uh, somewhere. And so there's a lot of features that were built for the purpose of community building. Now, the question around like location is really interesting. And I think that is, um, if you look at like a Bitcoin jungle, they took, they took the wallet, they forked it. And within two weeks, they had an app ready to go into the app store called Bitcoin jungle. Um, and by having Bitcoin Jungle and and saying, "Hey, um, this wait, they wallet... took big, they took Bitcoin Beach and they forked it to Bitcoin Jungle." Yes. So the right, same yes. code exists yeah, in it's, Bitcoin yeah, Beach. It's fully open okay. source. And so this is really that was really exciting because it was actually really early. I mean, it was right after adopting Bitcoin uh, twenty one, and uh, or during adopting Bitcoin, uh, Rich from the Bitcoin Jungle project walked up to Nicholas was like, "Hey, we're going to fork your wallet." And, and launch it. And he was like, oh, you know, okay, this was early, right? Like, you know, uh, for the for the full stack. Um, and yeah, a couple couple weeks go by and next thing you know, they've got a wallet in the app store and, and we were blown away and excited. And that's like, that is a model um, that we want to see. And we're seeing, you know, people work on is to is to build it out. And, that, and you know, I was, I was, to take that a step further uh, around like the localization idea, um, there's a guy in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, um, who's connected into Chamber of Commerce, and they're you know, talking about Bitcoin, and um, that guy's like, I want a Bitcoin Beach wallet. Um, and it gets you thinking about what if you had a wallet built in and for your community. Um, so if it was Bitcoin St. Pete wallet, right, you can get local, like, here's the people you can call if you have trouble, and here's, right, it's essentially you're building a bank, a community bank for your organization or community. Mm -hmm. um, right. Yeah, so so I, I think that there's a lot to be had around that uh, that concept today. You know, it takes development resources and or funding that a lot of these bottom up community projects don't have. Um, but it's really exciting to see some of them uh, be being building their wallets for like local community. Yeah, can you speak a little bit about the custodial, like the unique custodial uh, solution that Bitcoin Beach or Blink Wallet uses through Galois, and how that kind of differs from. You've got your like fully self-custodial or your phone is like connected to your node at home or wherever. And then you've got like cash app or something that it's, it's fully at some financial institution, some bank. And then it's, you know, you're kind of using probably in some cases, paper Bitcoin, you're just, it's just numbers in an account and it's not really necessarily sending uh, when, especially when you're like doing to somebody else in the same app. But anyways, how is, how is Galois, how is Bitcoin beach a little bit different? Yeah. So it, uh, I mean, at, at, it's a custodial wallet, essentially, right? And like, the, like right, it is right. not, it's not self-custody Bitcoin, um, but there is a little nuance, right? And so the nuance is around like the custody being in the community, right? right? And so in the Bitcoin Beach, for Bitcoin Beach, it was, you know, we, it, again, the community bank type model, which is like, yes, it, it's, it's a, it's a bank or a blink, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not a bank, um, but uh, it, but the people who are developing uh, and are holding the keys are within this, uh, within our community, right? Um, and the same thing is is the case with Bitcoin Jungle, right? It is a it is locally run organization. Um, 
but for the purposes of it's interesting because um the one of the reasons that we change the name and we're rolling out a lot of uh, new features for blink is um as i mentioned the wallet was built for a circular economy building it was designed right. for that and there's a lot of circular economies around the world um that are saying um uh you know we we want this wallet right and we didn't have display currency at the time nor m many languages or we had like five languages and so with blink we're starting to say okay like this is a wallet for community building, you know, for, for anybody, for everyday payments. Um, but if you're in Uganda or Namibia, like it's for all intents and purposes, it's just a custodial wallet, right? There is nobody in your community holding those keys, right? And right, so I think right. that's an important like nuance, which is like, yeah, it, it is a custodial wallet and that's not a bad word. It's a right. tool. It's a tool. And um, like uh, there's a, a community called uh, Skillhaven in Uganda and they've been doing some meetups and, and onboarding people to blink uh cold cards uh blue wallet right and, and so you like you have a toolbox for community building and and i think blink is like one of those tools as like the custodial wallet yeah right yeah i think that that's like there's a um there's always trade-offs and i think that when you get to a community like certain communities the awareness the understanding of bitcoin what it is how to use it how to use it securely and safely uh, when you're trying to spread that um, that information and, and that people are taking that journey, right? Like it's more, it's a great on-ramp for them to start to learn about Bitcoin. And it, But it, the Bitcoin that they start to accumulate and start to save is like, it's it's in their local control, right? They don't have to like like trust some bank in the West or in, the, in New York City or something to, um, or, you know, some financial institution in Silicon Valley to have their best interest in heart. It's like, people closer to them and the, you know, once they start to learn more about Bitcoin, you know, then they start finding self custodial solutions. They start building their own local solutions um, that starts to cater towards the, the privacy and uh, sophistication that, uh, that, that is most appropriate for them in, in their community. And I think that's pretty powerful as well. And it's also, if you've got like a, a blink wallet, but you are a like a merchant. You work at a store or a restaurant. And you accept Bitcoin. Is that wallet or is there you know features that make it more convenient for you as a merchant to accept Bitcoin and kind of track that? For sure. Yeah. Actually, yeah. There's two things there. One is um, about the um, education and moving along the privacy self sovereignty curve. Right. right. Like I, I think. Um, We've been talking about this, uh, you know, with Kimal, uh, Preti Flacco, you know, Agala, and, and uh, you know, there are people that come to Bitcoin asset first, right? And that's a lot mm -hmm. of us. Like a lot of the people that we talk to, listen to is I fell on the rabbit hole and then I learned about Lightning and now I learned, now I use Lightning in the same sovereign way, right? That, that I learned for Bitcoin. Um, but there are a shitload of people that are coming into Bitcoin from the network first they are they have they are a small merchant um and they they um don't have an extra fifty dollars or a hundred dollars right it's about um uh buying inventory and stuff like this and actually um that like the the short the the short-term exchange rate volatility is really difficult for them we can talk and uh, that, that goes into the sort of the stable status route but but um uh, so that was the one thing i wanted to say is like a lot of the people that use that are onboarded to Blink, 
um, are onboarding to Bitcoin for the first time. And so that's why we have a, um, there's an education section in there. You can earn sats for going through some uh, lessons, which is going to grow by about right. six, six times. And part of those lessons are self-custody, right? And so we see ourselves as like um, a step along that journey to self-sovereignty, right? Um, and so uh, the second question was around merchants. Like, yeah, the um, this is one of the things that I think like being designed in El Zante, um, you know, where it was mandatory, like, you know, Mike Peterson, he, you know, ca calls it the, you know, the chicken and the egg that they were fighting at the time, right? Like, we're giving people Bitcoin, but they have nowhere to spend it. Like, what does it mean for them? And so there's this, um, there's this sort of process that you go where you get a couple merchants, you get people to go spend there, you get a couple merchants, you get people to spend there. Um, and so, yeah, things like the printable pay code, the printable QR code with like, that can fall back, right? Because not like one of the challenges that I think we're all fighting in Lightning is interoperability um, of the different specs, right? And and the user experience uh, is not great um, when somebody comes in with whatever wallet, right? Like and and this one doesn't support LN URL and that one and it throws a weird error. Like these types of um, problems are fine for us because we're all learning this and we're like, oh, like, you know, interoperability and stuff. But if you're a merchant who just learned about Bitcoin is like, yeah, I'll accept this thing. Somebody comes to spend it and it and it doesn't work like that's not OK. Um, and so we try to, like, uh, make all roads like a good path. And so we try to be like really current with what's going on in the spec. We, we added uh, um, zaps. Uh, we did like a little hackathon to add zaps when those came to uh, Damas. And Noster. Um, and, and so it's like not only about the people who are uh, onboarding in a developing, you know, uh, community, but about everybody really, um, you know, uh, who is experimenting and playing with Lightning. Yeah. Um, one of the things you kind of briefly mentioned that I did want to definitely talk about more, which I don't think enough people are aware of. And I think it makes uh, Blink and Galois like super underrated is the stable sats. So, and I've talked about this on the show before because uh, I don't know if we mentioned it in any of the episodes that you listened to, but um, I mean, Mike and I, we started this podcast because we met in El Zante and we were just sh sitting around nice. getting stone and talking about Bitcoin. And we're like, dude, we should do this like as a, um, as a podcast. But so when I was, so, and I also, my first, open source contribution was the Bitcoin beach wallet. So I, I was familiar with it and a lot, a lot of how it worked and cause I added some features to it. Um, what what so features I, did you work on by the way? So I am responsible for the the privacy when you touch the, your, um, your balance and the little eye covers it. Nice, uh, nice. I added that. I added the link in the settings so you can share your LN URL or your, um, your Bitcoin beach link. And then I worked with Lee uh, to add some LNU to basically add LNURL to um, the mobile wallet on the Lee mobile side. That you Lee at Bitcoin Jungle. Yeah, yeah. He kind of did about seventy-five percent of it, and then he got busy. He couldn't finish, uh, and everything was completely there. So I went and kind of finished it up from there. Um, so yeah, awesome. I got so I got to contribute that, and so I've been following it, but. Yeah. So when I got down there, I, so I've used the wallet. I, I was able to download it in El Salvador, which you kind of have to be geographic specific to download some of these wallets, um, unless you know how to get around it. But um, the 
so I have this, I use the stable sets and I'm like, kind of, it's kind of skeptical at first. And I was like, you know, I, but I know it's different. It's not, you're not actually saving in fiat. There's no stable coin. There's no uh, exterior network or, you know, currency that you're ever exposed to directly. You are saving in Bitcoin and it is, uh, you know, they've got some mechanism for shorting and um, uh, going long dollar in futures markets so they can maintain that steady value. And in your wallet, you can, you have like a little prompt where it shows this is your Bitcoin balance. This is your stable sats balance. And you can just click a button and just kind of transfer any amount from one uh, you know, wallet to the other. And then, so I was like, I put a little bit in the stable sats, like 20, 30 bucks. I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and, and, and over time, look at it. And it's just, it holds its value. Um, so it's, you know, there's definitely people out there, especially people with, um, lower income living kind of paycheck to paycheck. If the price volatility is to the downward, uh, you know, on the chart, um, it may be risky to save all of your, everything you own money-wise in Bitcoin. But if you have a certain amount that you need to pay for bills, you need to make sure you're a business, you have expenses, you can set that aside, so to speak. Um, as stable sats to protect yourself from that downward volatility. And then if you go to pay, you know, a lightning invoice um, from, you know, another network or from another app um, and you just pay it from your stable sats account, it, it's, it's just pays it just, it's compatible. So it's just like super convenient. So can you talk more about that and like how well that's been received, how successful it's been? Has there been any losses or like, is it, holding its value and, and kind of proving itself. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, stable sets. Um, as you mentioned, it's, it's kind of, it brings a account into your lightning wallet that uh, uh, allows you to hold USD equivalent value. Um, it is being extremely celebrated in, in many different areas, right? Like there's actually a writer for crypto noticias, um, I think uh, it was Luis who, who was like, "This is th this is a complete game changer," and like I don't think like a lot of people care uh, like how like, about it. Like, there's some really good response, and I think that what you're seeing on in many of the communities, especially with people trying to uh, uh, drive adoption, is the short-term volatility is just a massive hurdle. Um, and you know, if you're accepting like if you're selling, um, you know, waters and, and sodas, uh, and you accept a certain price and then you open your wallet the next day and that price is something minus 8%, like that's, you know, you may not be able to buy, you know, fill up your shelves or, you know, whatever, pay rent. And so it, it was a huge friction point. And, um, uh, so we introduced, uh, this that allows them to say, I can, I want to receive to USD. I, uh, I want to receive to be a, uh, a BTC. And um, they can select where it goes, uh, and then and then decide how much you know the, the short term volatility or uh, of Bitcoin they're willing to um, uh, be exposed to. And it goes back to what we were saying about um, the the education curve of Bitcoin, right? It actually allows you to start earlier. Like now, now you don't only not need to be orange pilled, but you don't need to be exposed to that short term volatility, and so you can just come in and. You know, like Roman says uh, down in Bitcoin Beach is like he talks about digital payments, right? Like I, I, it's, it's really important, I think, to listen to his words. He talks about hope 
dreams digital payments like these 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 qualities um that that they um were after or gained and and i think that like uh stable sats allows people to accept digital payments without even needing to know about bitcoin um and what percentage of your users are first time bitcoin wallet users uh Do, do you have metrics on that uh that's a good question i don't we don't have uh, off-the-shelf metrics on that, but uh, you can qualitatively. Um, we see people doing meetups in countries, you know, around the world who are getting twenty to fifty people together, um, or doing education sessions. And I, I believe that many of those people, this is their first wallet, um, and that's really uh, what they're doing is they're saying, hey, we're going to teach you about Bitcoin. Bitcoin data, for instance, um, is a great program in Africa, and, and these people are all new to Bitcoin. And so um, it may be their first, or it may be one of a few that they're getting exposed to, right? Because I, And I think that's really like good as well, is like these, these meetups bringing people don't just be like only do this one thing, but like as they go along that curve, you know, using more wallets. It makes me think that, um, sorry, it makes me think that you're sort of adding this social layer to having a, a Bitcoin experience, I guess. And you have to, it, it's sort of like re- works really well, this app, this thing that you've created to, um, works really well to be able to transact in that space with that wallet. Right, but, yeah. Think about it like, when you're first exposed, even as somebody who grows up in the United States, like technology is everywhere, your Bitcoin payments, especially, you know, in years past, but, you know, maybe towards the beginning of your journey, right? Like you're, you're doing everything on screen. You're taking it from an exchange or maybe you're buying something online. You're like, did that go through? It said it went through. Did I receive this? Whatever. But like, when you're just like doing it with your phone and like the person you're paying is right in front of you or right next to you, it's like, and they get it and you're like, Oh, it works. You know, it's like this, it's a different, it feels realer. It feels more real. It feels more safe. It feels more, Oh, this works like this. I can see it work on the other end. And there's like, there's some importance to that, I think. And that's why I'm constantly talking about like Bitcoin and the signs and symbols and just community in the real space, because it there's something that bridges that, and I think that's probably ex- extra important for people in developing communities who, you know, maybe sending a, a, a payment online, a digital payment to somebody they can't see. That's like, whoa, that's that's crazy. I didn't you can do that, you know, and it's like, oh, I can also pay my neighbor. I mean, yeah, basically, it seems- you're, you're, you're basically offering economies to places that economies are broken in a way. Little digital economy upstart kickstarts that's a, you know, that's an interesting process man yeah. so i don't know the custodial aspect of it is always sort of like hitting me sort of ah uh, but um that's interesting that's an you know you're providing that that spirit there's nothing like seeing the lightning payment land and it's so fast it's insane um like a good example and, and here's like so bitcoin jungle is a little bit different, right? So like, if you think about Bitcoin Ikasi in uh, South Africa, um, they're living in a township, which is not unlike El Zante, um, in terms of like, um, you know, the, the, the house, the houses are, you know, tin roofs and, 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 and very sort of modest dwelling and everything else. And, and, you know, low amount of like income within the community. Um, 
Bitcoin jungle is in Uvita, Costa Rica. And it's a, it's a, you know, place where expats from the U.S. go and it's, you know, quite developed. Um, but they both have that same human experience of, of just connecting with people, building community around this. And so when, when they launched the, uh, the, the wallet, they did so at these, uh, ferias, these farmers markets, um, and they, uh, they got the, the, uh, everybody to accept Bitcoin at the market. And, um, they, they said, we'll cash you out at the end of the day, you accept sats and we will pay you for those sats, um, at the end of the day, if, if you so choose. Right. And so you have no, you, you know, you don't really, again, like I was saying earlier, you don't need to be orange pilled, but are you willing to try to accept digital payments in this way? Um, so they got everybody accepting and the first week, like 60, 70% of the people came and cashed out to fiat at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, the second week, 50%, the third week, 40%, like in a, in a month, um, <laughs> basically everybody was holding sats at the end of the day and saying, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to keep these. <laughs> hmm. And so, yeah, that, that, that notion of community building around, um, using Bitcoin as a tool, um, is super exciting. It's super exciting. Yeah. I mean, think about you spent your whole life, maybe 30, 40 years, the way that you get paid is you get on a bus or you, you go to the either the city, maybe you have to go all the way to the capital to go to some desk or some uh, store, get a, a Western union that somebody sent from a different country or from a different city. And like, that's how and you get the cash in your hand. And like, that's how you get paid. And then somebody's like, no, nah, we can just send this money to your phone. And you're like, what? It, I don't trust this. It takes time to kind of make that switch in your brain like this is safe this is real this is this will work and everybody and other people are doing it so yeah it's like i think that's a great i think that's the one of the best ways that i've heard so far of how to bring bitcoin to these communities um go ahead mike no i had an interesting thought that you made me think of uh is that where um, where you set up this code, where this code propagates basically with a, around the world. You said it forked, right? Same code sure. yep. to a different spot. Where this where this code propagates around the world, that these are the places that will draw in sats. 100%. That's this right. this sort of um, it's such an interesting way of thinking about it because you're like just dropping off these little like these wallets. It's simply just a wallet. That's all it is. I don't use Bitcoin Beach Wallet because I'm in fucking America, whatever. But, um, but if I was in Bitcoin Beach, and I'd probably be using this wallet, right? So it makes it. You just sort of drop these places off, and they it, they sort of draw in sats from around the world. So Bitcoin and they, go to those places. And they, because it's open source, because like you can go make uh, Bitcoin Akasi and Bitcoin Jungle the it's not like a one size fits all like your cultural or your whatever your geographically specific branding just the way that you interact with bitcoin is going to be either culturally or technically different in many cases in different communities and different cultures around the world and so the the code lets you basically lets your community's version reflect it uh, and, and be the most optimized for that community for them to use it and for it to make sense to them. And it, so it's, and it does that and it gets stronger and stronger. And like you said, it, 
starts to bring in capital and energy from other places around the world because it can just get there so easily. It's um, I, yeah, I want, I've been thinking about this as well. I want to like reiterate uh, what you guys just said, which is uh, Bitcoin in general. So there's like the wallet and the code. So like the Bitcoin code, I would say, right, is, is enabling this where if you are a person in, you can put up a beacon, I think Gigi calls it, um, and, and kind of attract the energy of people who want to see Bitcoin succeed, um, you can turn your community, no matter where it's starting, into like just a, a flourishing like place where people have opportunity. And, and like, and the way that like, it's so cool to be able to work in this space because um, it, you can see where like the, the Bitcoiner community and <laughs> around the entire world is like, look at what, you know, Bitcoin Lake in Guatemala is doing. They've got 200 merchants. Um, they painted the town, you know, orange and with like art, like really, you know, um, and I want to travel there and I want to spend sats and I want to send sats. And one of the things we've been doing, which I think is really important, I'm trying to like do more of is uh, when you get a new merchant onto Bitcoin, um, they need to be showered with sats uh, because yeah. there's nothing worse than taking taking a risk of saying, yes, I will accept something I'm not familiar with for my goods and services. Um, but when you set up a wallet and share that into the Bitcoin, Twitter, whatever Telegram channel community and five people send them 20 sats, like they see, they see people are listening and appreciating and applauding them for stepping into this, uh, this community. Right. And so, yeah, I, I'm trying to like fire up the welcome train every time, you know, we're getting new merchants, new, you know, first wallet, et cetera. I, um, before Bitcoin, I never would have gone to El Zante. There is a 0% chance that that would have ever happened. I, I can't say that I never would have been to El Salvador, but I never would have been to El Zante specifically. Um, La Libertad, I never would have been to that part of El Salvador, but I've been there twice now. And I've not only been there twice, I worked from there for a month. I've met tons of people in the community. Um, I met Mike there. I recommend everybody who I talk to who wants to go to uh, Bitcoin Beach. I recommend them to Hotel Machanti. And they, when I go, when I went back the second time, the hotel staff was like, Dan, you've like sent us, you know, all these people. It's helped get so much business, blah, blah, blah. And it's that never would have happened without Bitcoin. So these communities are benefiting from the people who want to see like you said see bitcoin succeed they want to go see it for themselves they want to go encourage it they want to go spend their sats they want to go vacation they want to just go hang out and meet other bitcoiners and they're benefiting from that and they're benefiting from that in a way that's like it's being noticed uh el salvador is being it's being noticed in like the new york times and they, they try to downplay it and every chance they get but when you look at the numbers, you see like they're definitely benefiting from this, even as the Bitcoin price itself moves down. Uh, and it's it, it's a note. It's a it's it's a trend that is un unmistakable. So okay. I think that's really cool. So I guess my next question is more about you. How did how long have you worked at Galois and how how did you get this job? What what was your journey to this point? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Wait, what was the first question? 
Uh, how long have you worked at Galois? Uh, how long? Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a year and a half. Um, and you know, the, the journey to it is, is interesting. So, um, I fell, as I probably mentioned earlier, I fell extremely hard and fast through the Bitcoin rabbit hole. I spent my prior life in, uh, marketing, advertising, strategy, customer experience, you know, in, in the agency context. Um, and when you work in that world, in the agency industry, you're often, I think, um, you know, you're doing something for a big auto, big bank, big pharma, whatever, and you're thinking and you're seeing things falling apart and people not having savings and everything. And you start thinking like, okay, am I part of the solution or part of the problem? Right. I think like I've always, I've long thought that, um, uh, the incentives had been broken. And so when I finally like found out that that is one of the things that Bitcoin fixes, uh, I, I fell really hard and it was actually, um, speaking of Jack Mahler's and, uh, you know, Bitcoin 20, was that Bitcoin 21? Um, uh, Jack Dorsey was interviewed by Alex Gladstein at that conference. And, and, and he said, Bitcoin is the most important thing for me to work on, uh, in my life. And I'll be, mm -hmm. you know, dedicating my energy in that, in that direction. Um, and it came at a time when I was kind of like, I was so far in the rabbit hole where I was like, is everybody fucking crazy or am I crazy? I was exactly and at that point <laughs> at exactly that time. I remember the Jack thinking the same thing with the Jack Dorsey among others. Yes. Yeah. And so it was interesting because this is a guy who I had trusted, respected in the previous, in the fiat world uh, and moving into uh, Bitcoin. I was like, okay, so there's something here. And anyway, that day he actually published a tweet thread about, oh, we're going to build a, a wallet. Um, mm. you know, uh, you know, send a note to these people. And I was like, you know what, screw it. I need to build a Bitcoin resume. And so that day I started like doing the job hunt, uh, and I found Galloway. And that, is... and at that conference, that's the same kind of thing happened to me, like I said, and then I start, found the job at Swan. I just wanted to point out, like, this is sort of like the, to stress the point that being or spreading a Bitcoin message uh, will work at all levels. Like it, it doesn't matter who gets you in. Someone always got you into it, right? So it, it it's always important to just spread the message. That's what I would say. Totally. Right. It, it's the new it's the new uh, sticker or where they blast it on like the the building of the Fed in Germany or whatever. Study Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah right. You know that's the new line, right? Study Bitcoin is amazing. Uh, one thing. Uh, that we kind of have in common as well is well, so I'm a software engineer now. I kind of started in the marketing agency world and I was kind of like a web kind of just helping companies do not really web design, but you know, their web apps and simple stuff, marketing stuff. But some, what, a thing about working in marketing, I don't know if you agree with me, is that it is, you know, it's like PR. You start to recognize that, every, that a lot of things are scams. You know, not necessarily like illegal, not necessarily um, even unethical to most people, you know, in the minds of the mainstream. It's just it's fancying up some BS and making it look good. And you, and you start to notice that. And so you start to see, like you said, you were going crazy down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. And like, don't get me wrong, I dabbled in DeFi and, sh and all that stuff when I first started. And I thought it was crazy cool as I was learning. But if you have that background in marketing, you start to quickly realize, oh man, this stuff is all fluff. It is all. So is that the same kind of like journey that you had? Is that similar? Totally. I mean, 
there's a meme that I love, which is like the angler fish, you know, with like the teeth and they have little lamp on top. Yeah. Right. So when you work in UX, you're the lamp, right? Your job, <laughs> right. Or in marketing, right. your, your job is to attract people to whatever, you know, uh, business model. It, it was like UX and then the business model is the fish, right? To whatever business model is paying you to market their thing. Um, and a lot of times that's fine, but a lot of times it's not. Um, and you start to see, you know, we're, we're mass sending people credit cards who, you know, uh, are, you know, in, in debt or whatever. And like, we're, we're like pushing the, like the consumerism on people, right. We're like trying to extract as many dollars right. um, for our purposes. And like, um, yeah, it's a tricky subject to like work through, right. When you're working in that, in that situation. Um, so it's hard to believe in what you do, right? Like it's easy to become kind of like nihilistic and you're like, ah, you know, the SEO, I can't believe we charged a company this much money to do SEO work, you know? And it's, well, it's, you're, you're, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, on, on that note, my favorite, uh, Corey Clipston tweet is this one where he goes and says like, if you only knew the talent, um, that is passionate and working on Bitcoin, because that is what they, they're purposes i'm butchering the tweet but essentially he was like right. it's just not fair like you cannot yeah. pay these people enough money to not work on bitcoin <laughs> like right. right um it's uh and i i feel that way like everybody that i i mean everybody at galloway the blink team other companies i mean the 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 the, the reliance and, and push toward open source like it's just insane um there's so many smart people in space and so many honest people uh, and I mean, right. honest, not in like they tell the truth. I mean, like they are, will argue with you because they care about what we're building <laughs> um, versus in, you know, some of the fiat settings we might have been in. It's like people are just trying to, you know, get the thing out the door and they're not like doing it because that's what they believe their purpose on this earth is. And like, I think Bitcoin companies have a lot of people with that. And so it's just not it, fair. <laughs> I think it's... Uh when you work in the space enough and like even at swan we've got people you know colleagues who they had long careers at microsoft google uh wall street uh we've got you know you got people who left Dal ray dalio the most successful hedge fund manager of all time left his world famous bridgewater fund multiple people uh, including the president of swan now like and you know when they like quit these jobs and they go work at these startups in these private, you know, these small Bitcoin companies, you're like, you know, they're taking a huge pay cut. These are brilliant people who have had successful careers at some of the highest levels and they're taking a pay cut. And a lot of them, you know, at the height of the uh, success of tech stocks and everything in 2020, 2021. And they're, they're quitting those jobs and they're going to do like what you said, you can't pay them enough to not work on Bitcoin. And there is, I just, I don't, you're right. I don't know how you beat that. I, do, I really don't. I, I got, I actually got connected to Galloway on Bitcoin or jobs, by the way. So yeah, like another nice. shout out, like the projects you guys work on are just awesome. Um, and, and uh, one of the things that I tell people, if they're like, Hey, I'm thinking about a job in Bitcoin. I'm like, don't, uh, don't even like, don't dabble because like it's a one-way street once you're like once the resume is out there and you're like talking to to people like you you'll quickly face yourself to say like i would be going against like what i believe to like go back to something that was comfy with uh, whatever right like whatever big company benefits i had um whatever that means like 
I am, I, you know, I'm leaving that behind because, uh, you know, I, I just have to go this direction. And I did that. I mean, it was crazy. My, you know, my family, like, they knew I was into Bitcoin, but they're like, holy shit. Like you're, <laughs> you're, oh you're, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and um, yeah, I actually remember we were at, uh, at Cape Cod and we had like a two hour conversation, like on the porch late night and, and they were hammering me with all these questions. And I was just like, spilling like you know <laughs> all this stuff and they're like okay all right like you know you you're obviously like going this direction and like looking back a year and a half later i'm i'm extremely happy and privileged to be yeah oh yeah here, like here when, with you guys and everybody else when you i i started mine my job i think three weeks right before the all-time high and then it was nothing but a downward slide. And, and then, you know, the they start raising interest rates and people start getting laid off uh, and the rest of the economy, inflation hits. And I sit there like two or three months in and like kind of see where I'm at on the risk curve for when it comes to employment, when it comes to the Bitcoin for everything. Right. And it's completely exposed. I'm like, oh, shit, this is uh, this was maybe. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the best choice. I had that for maybe a split second. And then like maybe a month later, my mom texts me. She's like, are you, how are you feeling? I'm like, are you, are you, are you feeling like regret? And I was, that's when I realized I was like, nah, this is odd. Like, this is the blast. Like I would not ever go back to that comfy, secure. I mean, I worked in healthcare, you know, insurance, uh, software engineering type stuff. Like it was, uh, secure as it gets. No, could never go back to that no way yeah and at this point at this point you have to think about the risk actually um of being in some of those fiat jobs i mean they're laying off yeah ten thousand people at a time like you can just get wiped out over there and so even from like a logical standpoint there's like the i'm building what i want to i'm doing what i want to do build you know connecting with um amazing people around the world learning like like about different places, like you said, Elzante, um, Mossel Bay, South Africa, and you know, uh, Voy, Kenya, like it's Madeira, amazing. yeah, the, yeah, like the the education that I'm getting, like kind of reinvigorating uh, my my French and trying to learn some Spanish, you know, yeah. like there's it, like there's many many benefits of I think working in Bitcoin, um, not to mention yeah the fact that everyone's on a mission and so like yeah uh, the, I think that was the that was one of the things that more recently I was like wow you know what like I might act this might have actually been a safer decision depending on how things yeah. go. yeah right and now I, it, ironically now like I feel like uh, I've made I've met so many people I've made so many friends I, I know about so many projects and I wish I had time to help all of them. And I feel like, you know, if, if something happens tomorrow and I'm out of a job, I feel like I never feel, I've never felt more like it would not be a big deal at all. I'll just find the next project and I'll go and I'll finally have time to start working on it, you know? Right. Like there's so many things I want to do, right? Like, and like you just start, you start building and contributing. And I think that's what Bitcoin's about, right? You're adding value to the, you're, you're adding value in your, and, and so, um, yeah, it's 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 uh it's awesome to look back and to be like, what a what an awesome decision. What you know? What if I didn't? That would have uh, sucked. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I, I I have to pipe in here and ask this question that we always Please. ask everyone, uh, which is, what aspect of Bitcoin do you think about the most, or yeah. gets you into it the most? Yeah, that was actually going to be. My next question as well, I was going to tailor it more to um, what 
when you got into Bitcoin, when it drew you in, what was the, for you, was it like, oh shit, this is going up. I'm going to, I'm going to be rich. Or it's like, oh, they're printing $8 trillion or this is, you know, the censorship or any of it. What was the, uh, what was that draw initially and what it is it now? Yeah. Um, yeah. The initial draw that pulled me most was the incentive alignment. The fact that actors do not need to be good. <laughs> like, right. Or, right. Like, like they you don't like have to every, trust them. Every, yeah. You don't have to trust anybody. Everybody is incentivized um, to, um, to make the system stronger, make the system work better. Um, I thought that was just amazing coming from where I was. Right. And the, uh, internal conflict or whatever, you know, I, I might have, right. you know, working on something. I was like, Oh my God. Um, this, and, and I think the, uh, as I was falling into the, into the rabbit hole, um, I was like, Oh, but what about this? And what about that? All the usual, you know, questions about it. Right. Um, and every time I dug deeper, I was like, damn it. Like it's beautiful. Right. It's, it's really, really beautiful. Right. And, and so that was the incentive alignment was, was really powerful to me at the beginning um, now I, I just think about the, um, the lightning network connecting everybody in the world to, to it. Right. Um, so I think about bottom-up adoption, I think is, is the thing that I'm just like completely immersed in right now. Um, uh, how to make it better. Um, just, I mean, and honestly, just celebrating the work everybody's doing around the world. Like it's, it's insane. Um, there, uh, Herman from Bitcoin Akasi is going to be at uh, BTC Prague actually um, coming nice. up in June, I think. And he's putting together, he's actually going to have a booth um, to talk about bottom-up adoption, right? And he's going to be featuring the you know, Bitcoin Lake and the, some of the other projects. And I just think like um, there's probably five to, you know, there's, there's a handful of projects right now that are actively like circulating that like people are getting paid in Bitcoin, people are spending Bitcoin like consistently in, in in a in a bigger way but there's like 25 i consider those like the first cohort after bitcoin beach right like the first the five that have been running for a year and and have things um kind of really really spinning um but there's like 25 30 50 i don't even know like it seems like every week there's somebody else um uh who is doing replicating the experiment in their own community um and so just the just yeah the fact that lightning is enabling this um is is really like taking all of my attention right now it's just like what do, what do the people in uh in these communities need um to make their job uh e easier right because it's not it's it's difficult to be, hey have you heard of bitcoin <laughs> right in many countries yeah. like yeah yeah it's a scam right because we got lost from some shit coin or whatever and so yeah um We're, i don't know if that qualifies aspect of bitcoin per se but the bot the the bottom-up adoption is like the space that uh that i'm like immersed by right now the, the a question came to mind is like where these wallets are popping up where this code is propagating are these spaces do they share similarities are there what, what are the similarities between these spaces that's a great question um there are there are definitely uh many flavors within the community of like in some countries you have in most countries you have good uh, 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 good access to a, a mobile phone right however in some you don't and so you have Machinkura, right Kogatso allows people to send uh, via USSD over a, a dumb phone right um, and so um, ah, because you're texting a company I guess 
or something like this? Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. You know what? I should know better uh, how it actually works. I mean, it, it, it's a custodial service. Um, you're, yeah. You're, so like, so here's, for example, I when don't want to derail this. I, I just no, no, this is important. Yeah, yeah. No, important. I want to, I, I want, I, I'm glad that you're, I'm glad you can hop in there. I, I, yeah. I yeah. And this is not super technical. So somebody might correct me if I'm slightly wrong here, but if you think of, so when Twitter first launched in 2006, there was no like mobile app for that. Like, I don't even think at first they had, yeah, they had the, like the web uh, browser app, but you would send a tweet by texting, you would SMS and it, so this works very similarly. Uh, you're leveraging, you don't have the Wi-Fi, you don't have the ethernet cable, internet, whatever. You've just got the mobile networks. So you can you leverage those mobile networks by sending an SMS that eventually makes it to a connection with where they can connect to a, a web server, an internet server. Um, so it relays that message. It's just text data um, and it delivers it to that web service through uh, the S or through the the phone networks, so that's what they're doing. They're just sent. They're just sending a Bitcoin transaction, all the data that is, and then they're they're signing the message and sending it, delivering that via mobile network eventually to a data Yo, server. This shit sounds like I'm like sending a fax to the Bitcoin network or some shit like that. Could, I mean, I you, why not? I think right? you could. I think you could. <laughs> could you send a fax? Right. I think I I'm pretty sure that if somebody could Has that been could. Done? You could, I mean, you're just sending again, you're sending text, you could data, and but you're faxing you can, it. Like, basically, something you're just upgrading that. Something could read that. Something could read that output somewhere yeah. else. Put a paper yeah. into the, the scanner and, yeah. and uh, OCR recognition and just send it. Uh, but yeah, oh, that, so. that's so interesting. It made me think like the ability to connect to something quicker really does change a society quite rapidly. The yeah. ability to connect with someone else and, and exchange commerce, exchange value thoughts uh i heard about this fucking ai shit look i've been studying this ai shit this shit allows you to take video of yourself transmute it into um say something else in a different language it, you could do what well, the kinds of things that you can do these days with ai already i mean yeah. who knows uh, it's going right are you wait you're what you like about ai is that you can send it pictures of yourself no, what I like about this, what I'm just send saying your, just is send the selfies to your girlfriend. Dan, don't derail me. Don't, don't derail me. What I'm saying is that the ability to communicate is come becoming even faster and faster. I was just wondering how you think, like how that might affect a society or over time. I mean, what are your thoughts yeah. about it? I think, um, yeah. I mean, the last thing on on uh, Machikura is they is that they have a lightning address, right? So you can send to Kotato at eight three 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 dot mobi. Um, right. And so they kind of to what you're saying, the distance between you and, and somebody in Namibia is extremely small now, like, uh, uh, especially for, uh, sending value, which is something that means something. Right. And I think this is actually what's so exciting about Noster is the, the idea of, Hey, I'm sending you I'm sending you sats from my stack, right? Like I'm sending yeah. you value. I'm sending you a message that says I care about what you're doing. Um, and and so that 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 level of like communicating with uh, people. So a message that you care. That, that does, you care. It does. It does. You're getting I, I care from is, all anywhere in the world. Is yeah. Nostra is Nostra then like like a world wallet? 
it's a pro it's a protocol right it's, it's a it's portal just, yeah. it's a portal to your i still don't i cannot wrap my head around monster dude i cannot it's so hard if if what you when you you wrap your head around it when you have your private key and yep. you sign into three different clients at the same time like, yes especially like different ones like there's one called nostrogram which is like an instagram and you're yes. logging in with the same when, key. When you say, you're saying I'm signing into three different accounts at the same time, basically? Clients. Three different. Clients. So like what three is apps. apps. So, apps. so Nostra okay. separates the apps, client from you. the data, uh, uh, the content, right? And so, yeah, three different apps. And, sorry, and I got, see, I'm sorry, guys. It's all good. You see your data, your content rendered in different ways, um, but it's still via the same source. It's really cool. Hell yeah. So. Wow. wow. Okay. Because based <laughs> on that one relay i guess or key whatever yeah. sorry i don't want to okay well we'll yeah. get somebody on here to explain noster much simpler to mike but <laughs> he'll get there he'll get there um it takes a while it, so it yeah. yeah before before we let you shill yourself and and galoy i'll do a little bit for you i just wanted to say back to the point of getting the job so if you're if you're wondering how do you get a job in bitcoin especially if you're like a software engineer you want to be you don't have a huge resume or portfolio to show. One of the things I recommend is to contribute to open source uh, projects because it's it's code that you committed that you uh, contributed to Bitcoin to one of these communities. Maybe um, it's you know it's it's code. It's proof of work on your resume via your GitHub profile, and that's a great way to start um, your maybe your software journey or show that you care about Bitcoin. So yes, the Blink Wallet Galoy more broadly uh, is open source. So if you're looking for a project, I recommend uh, Bitcoin Beach Wallet slash now Blink um, because it's their GitHub is very well updated. It tells you like bugs, things that you could fix. It's updated constantly. It's an active, uh, very similar to more active open source projects like Bitcoin Core itself. Um, that you can get in there and like you don't have to be somebody who can develop a mobile app from scratch if you can fix a bug in javascript that you can that's where you can start it'll take you an hour maybe or if you're new maybe it'll take you six hours but and you do that and you just use open a pull request and boom now your code is being used by people all over bitcoin beach all over el salvador all over costa rica all over south africa um and you helped patch a bug to make people's sats more secure um so if that's something that interests you i just wanted to highlight that but if yeah, like Andrew, like tell us where to find you and how to contribute to Galois and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh thank you for that. Uh github.com slash Galois money. Um and not to mention I think everything you said, uh uh, but I mean shout out to the Bitcoin magazine guys for giving op uh free tickets to people who contributed to open source projects. So if you did or you want to ne next year, I think uh, that's a cool thing that they did to to acknowledge to hat tip uh, open source. Um but and to build on what you're saying, um yeah, people looking to get a job or whatever, like yeah, con just contributing to the space and saying like here's what I'm doing. I want to do I want to bring my skills to a team, I think is just like the way to do that. But, um, so I gave the, the, uh, Gala GitHub, uh, I'm uh, on, I'm a G begin on every platform. Um, so find me there DMS open. Um, and yeah, so Bitcoin beach wallet is now called blink. It is on a gradual, uh, transition from, uh, fr from the names perspective. We don't want to like 
you know, just switch the name one day on everybody and, and logo. Um, but uh, so if you download the app uh, today, you'll kind of watch it evolve on a weekly basis almost. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. We're shipping a lot right now. Um, so yeah, blink.sv, uh, you can download it there. Uh, you can also, uh, uh, you can also get your Nippo five or lightning address, uh, blink SV as well. Nice. Um, and Galloy, uh, yeah, Galloy.io or, um, oh, by the way, uh, blink is blink BTC on Twitter. Galloy is Galloy money on Twitter and you can find us that way pretty much everywhere. So, um, thank you guys. Uh, last shill, uh, adopting Bitcoin in November, I think first yes. to second I, I, week. I went last year. It's a great conference. Yeah. It's, actually, um, it's one of the, my favorite conferences that I've been to. Actually, Bitcoin month, right? So, so yes, from, Pacific, right. from Pacific Bitcoin down to adopting Bitcoin, uh, it's going to be amazing. So uh, thanks again, you guys, for, for having me. Yeah. It's been, it's been a and I just, wanted, I just wanted to emphasize real quick because you kind of, the Nippo 5 and uh, Blink SV will help you with that. So what that means is uh, if, you, if you have Nostr, and or you're wanting to get Noster and you have a lot of followers or you just you want to find the people that maybe you interact with on Twitter, you can create your Noster account and get your profile verified. All you have to do is, I think, just give your public key and then your uh, handle uh, that you want to go by. Um, basically, your at, and it'll verify your profile for you know a lot of places are free is Blink for free or is it pretty at, at this point? Yeah, just reach yeah. out. At the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and they'll host that little uh, piece of JSON code, basically, that just has to be on a server somewhere to verify your um, your identity. So you can do that. And then last last question, Andrew, are you going to go to Miami? I'm not currently planning on going to Miami. Okay, not going uh, to Miami. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you going to be at, uh, sounds like you're going to be at Prague? I won't personally be at Prague. Herman right. from uh, Bitcoin Akasi is going to be going to be there, but uh, nice. Uh, Nicholas is actually going to be at MicroStrategy World in oh, May, yes. um, which is awesome. He's speaking there. Really excited about that. I mean, he did a presentation called "The Sovereign Organization at Adopting yes. Bitcoin," which I love. Um, and I think it was like you know, once SVP happened, everyone's like, I was like, wow, now this is becoming really relevant really fast. Um, and uh, 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 Noor. Uh, who is CEO of Blink is going to be in uh, Lake Bitcoin, uh, nice. Guatemala, uh, first week of May. I think there's still tickets available. So get down there. That's an awesome project as well. Nice. Well, I'll be at Miami. Uh, I'll be wearing a high hash rate t-shirt. If you see me, say hi. If you want to reach out to Andrew, you want to learn more or contribute to Bitcoin Beach Blink wallet, he just told you where to find that. All right. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us on Twitter at High Hash Rate, or you can hit up Dan at Heartland Bitcoin, H R T L N D Bitcoin, or myself, Mike, at Run Dance Bitcoin. That's all one word Run Dance Bitcoin. If you're a fellow pleb or you just want to shoot the shit with two high Bitcoiners, reach out to us. Holy Toledo!